Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Funbox Monster Podcast. My name is Tristan. I am Matt Awkward. And today we're going to be talking about a controversial film in the filmography of the spotty, to be very, 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 very generous director. Don't badmouth him. He's a legend. Uh, I'm sorry. Wes Craven, with all of those films that you've loved throughout the years, like Nightmare on Elm Street and People Under the Stairs. Yeah. I love people. And there we go. If you like, if you like movies that have lots of sexual assaults in them, then you're going to enjoy Hills Have Eyes and things like that. But uh, not my cup of tea. And then a a mountain of garbage that makes the Pacific Garbage Patch look like a I don't know, like a trash can in the living room. It's not. It's not good. He did. He did some banger of uh, Twilight Zone episodes for the '80s series. Yeah, that I mean, great. it is. It's bizarre. But as, a, as a whole, I mean, I get. I get it. He made Freddy. But he as made a whole, Freddy, man. As a whole, I just don't. I don't. I know a lot of people <clears throat> like Scream. I, I ain't seen it in twenty years. I don't know. I should check that out. I don't even remember it. It's fine. It's fine. I, guess. I like it. I don't know. I mean, I remember it, but like, yeah, it's it's a. I've never had an urge to watch Scream and. I don't know. It's one of those movies years. that I watch all of the sequels and I enjoy them every time yeah. one comes I think I've out. Seen I'm the like, oh, it's one, fun. Maybe. I don't know. Um, but Ghostface seemed, Ghostface was always boring to me. Like as a yes, killer, like, I agree. I'm just like I don't care. So I haven't been interested in any of the sequels. I just don't care. It's like they just did it so much better in scary movies. And then after, yeah, I love scary movie. <laughs> that I've watched a hundred times. I, since I it came knew out. you were gonna say that. <laughs> <laughs> I actually took a picture of somebody's uh, bumper sticker the other day. They had the they had the ghost face with the Doritos. Like, what's up? Just killing. I chilling. really, really <laughs> thought that I was gonna. I thought that I was gonna say verbatim what you were going to say about it, but no. What's that? Pretty close. That uh, that you'd only watch scary movie. Oh, I love that movie. Yeah. Uh, uh, but, but yeah, it's just like I know it's just a. I know it's a guy with the voice changing box. I know in every movie it's just gonna be some other dude with the voice changing box. So I'm just like, who fucking cares? <laughs> <laughs> Well, that brings us to today's movie, Shocker. And all of our viewers have been like, oh, you don't like Scream? I'm freaking out of here. Shut it off. But, <laughs> I, but I mean, uh, I so this movie is one that I, I don't know if I like it. I still don't know. I've never really known if I like it. I watch it a lot. I've watched it probably 25 times. I don't watch it I a lot. I still don't know if I like I, it. I, I've ping-ponged on this one because I loved it in high school. And I, and I thought... Um, yeah, I, I love the uh, the TV changing fight at the yeah, end. Yeah, yeah, of channel, course. The channel That's change, great. Which is just like uh, what happens in Amazon Women on the Moon, which I was, yeah. was also I was also obsessed with that at the time. So both of these like hit me like that, and I loved horror. Oh, obviously. Uh, so I've always been, I always liked this. And then so I checked it out like ten years ago. I was like, I haven't watched Shocker in forever, and I remember just hating it. And then you picked it for this episode, and I'm like, oh, I hate that movie. And then I watched it, I was like. Okay, I kind of like this movie. It was not as bad no. or as mean as I... For some reason, I thought this was like Kills Have Eyes, like gross mean, <laughs> like in my memory, and it I wasn't. Mean, in a way, it kind of is. There's, it I mean, it's not. this kid, like as far as a horror protagonist, I can't think of a single horror protagonist who suffers as many losses as this kid does in the first act of the film. And like, and if you... Like, not only does he lose everybody, but his kind of piece of shit dad, um, he loses, he lost them when he was seven. So he's lost his family twice. Big spoiler for the movie. Yeah. But I mean, like, literally, he's had his entire family killed twice. He didn't lose Rhino. But he never lost Rhino. (laughs) Rhino lived through this movie. He did. What the fuck? That was amazing. Congratulations, Rhino. Um, But uh, it's... (laughs) 
it's not so the movie doesn't make sense number one like none oh, of the rules God, no. none of the rules make any sense he, it's something that it's very clear that he had total control total creative control over this movie because that's what's shocking to me like it's not because it is you, to me you can tell because if if he hadn't had the ability to say no it all just makes sense like this is a fucking this is so plan nine from outer space this is like oh don't worry sometimes sometimes tombstones look like that when you kick them you know <laughs> like it this is this is somebody who nobody can say no to. I made Freddy. What the fuck are you going to say? You know, and everybody goes, well, he made Freddy. He must know what he's talking about. And then they you look at the script and it's like, these things don't make sense. Yeah. You can't just say that you bought into TV. So now you're a TV. I'm going to use a VCR <laughs> remote on you. That doesn't work. You can't just say, uh, you know, you can't just guess at these things. He's like... Well, I guess I'm jumping into the TV. If you shut off the TV, you're going to die. Yeah. Why? Why? I don't know, because I know everything about whatever you are now, this new life form that has never existed on the planet before, and I know all of your if rules. I, if, I, if I kill the power, you're toast. Like, why? I mean, we kill light bulbs and they come back on. Like, <laughs> Apparently, only one of the victims, like, apparently his victims can come back and beat the shit out of him, and only one of them chooses to do so, even though they're all just floating around in limbo, yeah. fucking off. The, okay, my thing I was saying, no pun intended, <laughs> I was shocked to see that Wes Craven had full control, was this seems so muddy that it seems like, like a producer meddling in it like it seems like we had this whole thing planned but then he was like no dude i really want to see him hit the rewind and fast forward yeah, yeah. and make him go funny like and it's like that doesn't make any sense that's i'm the money man yeah that's what it feels like to me and it's just i'm shocked that these choices were made like you like there's so many things that just i, I the girlfriend thing i hate i hate, hate it hate, so hate much his hate ghost so girlfriend much. she should have died that's it Absolutely. No fucking around in the goddamn lake. No endless dream sequences. Yep. Endless Absolutely scenes agree. of her whispering every line. Oh, Jonathan, you gotta go get the necklace at the lake. It was, the, the fucking necklace is so stupid. And the necklace <laughs> is a giant red herring. It's like it doesn't. At the end, I mean, it kind of does. But, it blocks him from getting in the camera because he hangs it on it. But right. then the camera just falls and breaks anyway. So who? I guess like. Exactly. But I guess he couldn't push the. Oh, no, geez. it doesn't make it doesn't. any difference. <laughs> I'm not even trying to justify no, it. No, you can't justify any of this because it's like he's jumping into a camera which is different than a TV and it's like, oh, he works on TVs or he could go into the outlet or, or I, none of this is. <laughs> are you electric man or are you TV man? I, exactly. <laughs> Eventually he turns into TV man because he's near a microwave dish. Or of are course. you chair man? Oh my God, I love the chair <laughs> thing. I mean, listen. And the, the other part of this is that it's so clearly just warmed over yesterday's Freddy. Yes. It's like, I've got a Nightmare on Elm Street movie like that's been in the freezer for about three years. And you know what? Okay, it's got ice crystals all over it. It tastes a lot like the onion casserole that was behind it. And also it tastes like the peppermint ice cream that was sitting in front of it. But you know what? I'm still going to reheat this Freddy in the oven and I'm going to eat it and I don't give a shit and we're eating this whole thing tonight and you're just going to deal with it. That's all you get. You get reheated Freddy. And it's an hour and 40 minutes, so you're going to have dessert as well. Oh my God, you're having Freddy for two fucking hours. It's a full seven course meal. Yeah. We're going to be here for a while. Yeah. Um, but not us because this is not, this movie, nothing happens in it. Yeah. Uh, the same things happen over and over and over again. I mean, 
I can One recount thing, every single time he jumps f- into a new body. A fake heart attack, and it's like, God, oh, my heart, wait, help me. Oh, nope, just kidding. It's just me still. <sighs> happens twice. The same thing happens twice. It does. <laughs> and also, I mean, the, the thing that is, I mean, I don't know about stupid. It's just confusing and pointless is the fact that he doesn't die if his body dies. If the body that he's in dies, he just comes out of it. So why was he so scared that he left the body in the first place at the end? It's like, there was no rule saying, if you if the body dies, then you die. What body was he even in in the end? Dad's. Oh, yeah. Cop dad. Cop dad. Dad cop. Doesn't matter. Let's let's talk about it. Do we have to? We do. <laughs> we have to. I'm count. I've had a terrible day, and I'm counting on this terrible movie to, to make my day more cheerful. To talk about this movie. Oh, so I'm sorry to hear about your day. I might be. I might be overly judgy today <laughs> because I had a really lousy Ooh, day. Punchy. Yes. But either way. Okay. So I'm we. Try, I, I'm, not, I'm going to try not to be too mad because it's, yeah. it's a turn off. I don't want to be like. I know. We've I, had one of those shows before where it's complain a thon. Yes. I don't want to do a complain a thon because at the end of the day, I enjoy this movie. It yeah. just it frustrates me that l- so little care was taken. And it also frustrates me because what it feels like to me, and I could be wrong, is it just feels like if he'd had someone else in the room that could say no to him. Like, he's in a George Lucas situation where he's just like, no, I want to add more digital Muppets. And somebody could not go, you need less digital Muppets, buddy. It's too many fucking digital Give Muppets. Give me all the digital Muppets. <laughs> it's like, no, no, we Give don't need Give me all the anymore. ideas. Exactly. Just say no at some point, but right. nobody could. All right. So we start off with Freddie building his glove in his workshop. We sure do. Except in this case, he's building a TV and we learn that he's a super genius. By the way, he punches the TV and gets frustrated with simple mechanics. <laughs> it's like, dude, I mean, a CRT is not the most complicated piece of machinery. If you're a semi-competent electrician, you're going to figure it out, especially if that's your one it job. Shot. It definitely holds a charge. Oh, you know what? Oh, do you think that was what all it was? I thought he was frustrated because it wasn't working, and that's why he was hammering on it. Oh. You yeah. thought it shocked him, and he was like, oh, stupid TV, I'm going to get you. <laughs> no, elect- it, it, that was just electricity saying hi to him because it's his friend. It is indeed his friend. <laughs> this does remind me of the story. There's a story in the... Uh, in Frank Zappa's autobiography mm-hmm. about one of their roadies. I believe his name was Motorhead and he became addicted to electricity until he eventually like, I can't remember what it was. He like took a, a massive, massive charge and killed himself. Oh. But apparently he could take insane. It, he likes like building up his tolerance to electricity. Took too much, man. You took too much. Yep. And overdosed on it somehow. I didn't even know that was a thing. Nor did I until I read this Frank Zappa autobiography. <laughs> uh, okay. So, after this, we uh, we, we learned that <laughs> this is the... So, John Tesh from Entertainment Tonight and everyone's favorite Red Rocks uh, New Live Age... Live album keyboardist. Yes, yes. <laughs> New Age performer. Composer of the Bobby's World theme, of course. I didn't As, know that. Yeah, that was John Neat. Tesh. It's a good song. It actually is. It really is. <laughs> wow, I could not have pulled that out of my ass. Wow, that is impressive. Um, uh, but either way, he's he's going to be our our go to news guy throughout this whole thing, and he's going to bring his 
kind of playful gravitas to this movie where he's kind of like he's kind of a dopey dude who's also like good at reading news yeah he seems like he's like the golden retriever kind of news guy he's not tom brokaw but you know He's kind of like Tom Brokaw. But, I mean, he was a news anchor, right? Or a reporter? He was a journalist. He was, he was an entertainment journalist. He was okay. on entertainment Oh, tonight. gotcha. That's I don't a real think... journalist. Sure, yes. Celebrities are real They are people. not. They're oh, yeah. not. <laughs> They're not real people. <laughs> they do not deserve your respect. Um, but we... This is that line of dialogue that is so fucking hilarious where they say... He's and, so intelligent. Yeah, this is what I brought up with you yesterday. Like, <laughs> Yeah. He's so intelligent, we can't catch him. He leaves no trace whatsoever. Despite the fact that dude walks with a limp, leaving a trail in the, the sand everywhere he goes. Everywhere he goes. And commits all his murders while driving his own a car with his with name his on it. With his name on it. Nobody can find Nobody him. Nobody can figure he out. He parks the van in front with of his the house. name on it. In front of the houses that he kills people in. That he's in. filling with screams in, in crowded neighborhoods. Nobody can just pinpoint who this guy is. He's just nope. too smart. He's so intelligent and everything about this just proves that um and <laughs> like they never do anything to point us to him being intelligent either it's just no. other than the fact that the cops can't find him well, and these never, cops are a mess they so never it's not point surprising us to anything we don't get any backstory on this guy he's just i fix tvs and i kill people and and i guess i'm this guy's dad can okay i mean wh- one of the things that i think we should really talk about is just how this could have been the Freddy scene and it could have told us everything. Like, I don't know if he was afraid to make this the intro to nightmare or what it was, but he could have been doing some sort of ritual involving televisions and black magic. Instead, he's fixing a TV and smacking it upside. It's Mm. like, this could have been him with black candles and like spell books and things and reading, like reading the satanic guide to television repair. It, it, whatever it is. <laughs> well, if you're going to have him goofy channel switching near the end, why not just start? I mean, start off with a bang. <laughs> you got it, baby. You got it, baby. You got it, baby. I love that. <laughs> I'm going to rag on everything stupid and then like the stupidest thing be like, oh, I love that part. I like the part where the Twizzlers mascot comes out yeah. and gives him the power of <laughs> Satan. awesome. Uh, yeah, <laughs> sure. Take some Twizzlers for the road. <laughs> Eat them while you're driving your Volkswagen. Feed me. Um, so, all right. This is, speaking of things in this movie that, like, of cliche of cliches. Our main character is... The quarterback. Johnny Football. He's star. Johnny Football. He's a quarterback of the high school football team. He's a super cool student. Guess what? His head's not in the game because a girl is there. His coach is reaming him out for that. Like, this is a scene that we have seen approximately a thousand times yeah. in these movies. And it's also why I thought, I had asked you the other day why it was so weird that he has his own apartment when he's in high school, but he's not. He's in college. What? Yeah, the news reporter says college football star at one point. So holy but this, shit! Does this not feel like high school? To you? It feels like high Everything school. Everything just feels Everything like high school. Everything feels like high yeah, school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, he is in college. <sighs> so that would kind of make sense that he. Thank God. Oh, that made everything make so much more sense. Except I don't know how he would afford such a huge apartment. Oh, sure, but and that classic car doesn't matter. I'm... <laughs> he's not a rich kid. He's an orphan. Like <laughs> he's an orphan. Uh, I don't know. <sighs> Where does he work? <laughs> uh, listen, none of this makes sense. N- <laughs> there's no reason for any of it. I don't understand why, since 
obviously the dad knew that he was the son. Somehow he also knew that uh, Pinker had killed two family members in cold blood and he's out on the street like running a TV repair. Right. And nobody's like did, paying attention in this small did he town. Did not know this? Did, was this unknown to him? Did he not know it when he adopted him? I'm pretty sure he knew, but I think that's I think we have a scanner cop situation here where that's why he was adopted, but I guess we don't know that. I guess I'm I'm pulling things external sources from that. So uh so we can't do that. But either way, he's super cool. Uh he has uh they're intoning that they've been having S E X after after practice and then she's like and we've never even had never sex even slept together so is that a humor joke or is it a, I don't a script know. mistake or they're literally sleeping in the same bed yeah and she says that they've never had sex and i cannot for the life of me figure no, out she's what. just taking a bath right there with the door open in the, their apartment together like no no i call bullshit on all of this i don't understand and which is so it. weird because Maybe they feel like joke. high school kids and it's yes. like why are these high school kids living in their house together yep <laughs> Yep, it's very strange. Uh, turns out that he's also a dirty cheater, and he distracts one of the players so that he can run past him. But then he gets instant karma by running straight on into the goalpost and getting some serious cranial trauma that's going to cause him dementia later so, in life. So this is a uh, this is a plot point, right? The fact that he hit his head so hard. Yes, because from here on, the rest of the movie is just his imagination. This is Jacob's Ladder all over oh, again. Yep. What a twist. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so they they he runs and he gets his concussion and it makes me feel like the movie was guiding you to like, oh, now he's got this psychic now ability he because he see. hit his head so hard. But it doesn't turn out to be any of that. Nope. <clears throat> no. So why even what the No. There's so much about this movie that should not be in here. <laughs> like there's so much that should be cut out of it, but Just... it doesn't matter. Uh assistant coach Ted Raimi, aka Pac-Man, uh once Oh, fuck, that was Ted Raimi? Yes, that was Ted Raimi. Yeah, I barely even recognize him with the, with the glazies. Uh, he, uh, he wants him to go to the doctor because he clearly has a fucking concussion. Oh, God, yes. And he hit that thing hard. <laughs> I mean, he was barely conscious when yeah. he got up. But he's not going to do that. He's too tough for that. So he yeah, just man. walks it off like oh, a man. Or walks into a table at all. <laughs> and then proves that he really does need to go see a doctor. <laughs> but uh, he's not. But he's not going to. I'm surprised that he doesn't. Seeing how this movie loves to waste scenes, like yep, I agree. <laughs> but this is this is the beginning of the weirdness, uh, and this is again the a part that's basically them going. It's kind of Nightmare on Elm Street, guys. Come on, it's Nightmare on Elm Street. He's having a dream. He sees children running across the street. They vanish. That's he witnesses shit. a murder. This is Nightmare on Elm Street. Yes, and I don't understand, but there it is. Uh, so but we don't know it's a dream either at this point. I guess. They, Except for the fact that it's all blue in his dream world. <laughs> we we find out later that when he dreams it's blue for night. Yes. And mm. and also like we did see those children vanish into a digital haze. Yeah, but at the same time you never Right. We don't sure, see sure. him fall asleep or know that he's dreaming or anything. It's just him walking home with his girlfriend and then that happens. You're like, "Oh shit, what's going on in this town?" Like so yeah. So you still don't yeah, even yeah. that doesn't tip you off yet to that it's a dream fair um okay so he goes into the house there's a bunch of dead people uh he sees horace trying to kill a family but he jumps at pinker to try to stop him and then goes right through him and then wakes up screaming wait is his family getting killed right i mean yes i guess so 
I guess he's having a dream. Because then he goes to the house after. And yes. Oh, yes. Yes. Sorry. Yes, absolutely. He's he's seeing something that is about to happen so yep. he can see the future. Why? Because he hit his head, I guess. Or because he's because related he's to Horace. related to Horace. And it didn't kick in until he hit his head, maybe. Or, I, I mean, that would certainly be something that maybe you would want to have some person say, you know that some people say that if you hit your head, you get, you get, powers. You get to see the future five minutes in advance, especially in things like people being murdered. It happened to my uncle. <laughs> Freddy Krueger. Anyway. <laughs> uh, no relation. No relation, just coincidental name. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh boy. Um, so yeah, he's in. So he see, so he sees his family get killed in this dream, and it's he's like, in a yeah, dream. There's Horace a dream killer who kills him in a dream. I've seen <laughs> what a movie. nightmare! I've seen. I wonder movie. what street he's on. I've seen like seven or eight of these movies. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, so he wakes up and he zips over to his parents' house, and they're all dead. Yes. Because he got killed by, they all got killed by the family killer that nobody can find because he's so intelligent and he is the only one now that knows what the family killer looks like because he saw him in the dream world. And you know, you know who also is not terribly intelligent? Whoever named him the family killer. Are you fucking kidding me? That's what he does. He kills family. What would you call him? I I would uh, God, and you don't know what he looks like. You don't know. What you're gonna put me on the spot for Captain just, Stabby. He just does everything riff. with a knife, so it's like uh, okay. So it's all families. It's all families, and he kills them all with with knives. Okay. Oh my God. Uh, how about the uh, nuclear family ripper? The the uh, the the. the uh, displaced house uh, shit, man. I got nothing. <laughs> yeah, man. So family killer works. Yeah, right? I guess you're right. <laughs> <laughs> yep. No, I got nothing. Also, I've had a long fucking day. <laughs> I oh, think I, I think I could have riffed something up on a better day. Oh yeah, but imagine being like a killer like that, and you're just called the family killer. Like that, it's weak. It's so weak. I mean, I'm saying it's weak. It totally fits because of what he does. Sure. But I'd want a cooler name, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, I mean, I'd call him the Family Guy. I don't think that would work. <laughs> So, uh, he's wandering around, Jonathan's wandering around outside the house in the rain where his family was just murdered. There's a bunch of news reporters being dicks, which is kind of a returning theme in this. We're entering that time in the late eighties, early nineties where tabloid TV has, is becoming zeitgeisty. So everyone's going to be a jerk and going to be out for blood. We should go back in time and stop that. I wish we could. It (laughs) did kind of ruin the world. Yep. Uh, and now it's just normal, but, um, I never thought of that. That was a, that was an awful time. Uh, so we watched that happen and we let that happen. I mean, I didn't, I didn't know what to do. What was I supposed to do? It just, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if, what, if I'd broken a chair over Geraldo's head, it just makes him more famous. Like he went and did the, all of those shows with a broken nose because a fucking white supremacist broke a chair over his head. So he's like, look at this. He fucking rode that broken nose for months. Uh, anyway, <laughs> what were we talking about? A movie? 
Riding broken noses to the bank or something? <laughs> yes. I don't know. Oh, and uh, either the rain continues for a really long time or they do a real quickie funeral because <laughs> it's like downpouring and then direct cut that kind of like the camera pans over and now we're at the funeral. It's like they walk down the street and we're like, listen, let's just get this shit out of the way. Yep. Um, and then we cut into the inside of a bar slash diner type thing and Jonathan's with his dad and he tells his dad that he saw. saw everything in a dream and he's like I have inside details to this case that no one else should have and it's like okay and dad's like I, I mean I get it he's in mourning and so he's feeling pretty crazy but he's instead of like hey man listen I don't know what's going on but you know obviously this can't be real because that's not how reality works so there's something going on with you. We need to get you some therapy. Instead, he's like, I don't have to sit here and listen to this shit and walks out and leaves him. <laughs> it's like, okay, dude. But I mean, he has, Father quick, of the year. he has a quick change of heart because he's like, okay, well, you saw something in a dream. Let's just go bust into somebody's house without a warrant. <laughs> I mean, he does know exactly what the guy looks like. And he knows, he knows intimate details of the case, including the fact that someone's hand was broken in yep. a particular way. So, yeah, it seems like it would be crazy for him to not follow this lead. Um, yeah, I guess. And so he does, af- after this quick change of heart, they do go do this thing. Um, and he he basically says, this is a very cop thing. I like, uh, of all the things to cover your tracks on, they actually cover their tracks on this one. Yeah. Where they're like... No, we'll just say that we're investigating a burglary. Yep. Go burglarize this shit, dumbass. And so he grabs a crowbar and he's like, I'm a burglar. <laughs> breaks the door open. And uh, and they go into Horace Pinker's evil lair, his boiler room, if you will. Uh, and I, I really like the it's set design here. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's wonderful. I mean, it's just like piles and piles of electronic gear on shelves. He's, and all the TVs being on, it just it works for me. And and the footage that's playing yeah, of like everything. weird skulls it's and things. Awesome. It's great. It's it's really cool. Uh, give this movie props when due. Well, and, again, I think this movie is like maybe ten choices away from being a brilliant movie. Mm-hmm. But that's a lot. Um, of, that's a lot of missteps, though. It is a lot of missteps. <laughs> <laughs> that is a lot of missteps. Um, it's like, it'd be a perfect movie if it wasn't for these 13 and a half things. <laughs> if it wasn't for every single choice they made. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, make a better movie. Number two. <laughs> uh, and I, I, Casting's on point. Casting's on point. Uh, everybody does a great job. Everybody's great. Um, the soundtrack is awesome. Soundtrack, the score is amazing. The score is great, and the, the heavy metal crap is wonderful, too. Like, it's a good choice. I do think that the heavy metal soundtrack hurts it because definitely it is an advertisement for the soundtrack. Like they're trying to make money by selling this soundtrack that the parent company is putting out. And so well, this whole production company got started by uh, Alice Cooper's agent or some shit like that. Yes. So yes, that's how. Of course. Whatever his name is. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. Jackie's (laughs) Jackie's friend. (laughs) Uh, Jackie Kong's friend. Uh, but uh, he I mean there's all these scenes that should have been maybe 30 seconds long 
and they are a minute long because they want to make sure that they play the song to the chorus. And it feels like there's a bunch of those, like when they get to the, they get to the electric chair. It's like, show the electric chair. We're there. Instead, this woman walks around the electric chair, closes the door, <laughs> does some business on the floor. And it's like, cause we need to hear no more Mr. Nice guy right up until the solo. And then we can move on with the next scene because available uh, at your local that, yeah. record store is this soundtrack that's supposed to make them a bunch of money. So, eh, not great, but that's how it goes. Um, so they're, they're inside and... Is the nice guy from Megadeth in this? Yes. Okay. I thought it was the Alice Cooper. I'm not a rocker. I thought it was... A, <laughs> my buddy Ivan said he was going to archive the Video Vagrants Facebook group if I didn't mention the Megadeth song, No More Mr. Nice Guy. Yes. And I was like, you mean the Alice Cooper one, right? And he's like... Oh, why I oughta. <laughs> yeah, no. There's a cover of No More Mr. Uh, nice okay. Guy by, by Megadeth. It's like, bro, I was playing Mingus in my car on the way in today. I don't, I don't know a shit. Me, a nice guy. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I love that part. That's the only thing you need from that cover, really. <laughs> Me, a nice guy. Yeah, right. Uh, gotta love <laughs> Megadeth. Anyway, uh, okay. So one of the cops gets gets got. He gets grabbed gets from got. he gets grabbed from a secret hidey hole where Horace is. And it's kind of funny too because it's an open door. Like Horace grabs him from behind the shelf, opens the door. Like very. I want to know. I want to know how I Horace gets around after he pulls. We would this love off. to yeah. know how that works, and I cannot. And figure without it out. a sound. <laughs> yes, without a sound. Like, wouldn't that cop be like, "Hey, what the." F- what the hell? <laughs> and all of this, all of this revolves around smoking because it's the late eighties. Yeah, and it's just such a small TV. There's no way this happened. But with all the clutter on that shelf, <laughs> there's just no way nobody else in that tiny no. little TV room never heard nothing. I don't know, man. Maybe he's no, just so smart. He's so he... intelligent and so stealthy. He's also a black belt ninja. <laughs> he's a black belt in ninja, and he knows circuits. <laughs> He does, just like that kid. The bloody bird. <laughs> yeah. Um, so more cops show up. Uh, they wander around for a while. Um, eventually, Jonathan, being the smart one, sees a cigarette on the floor, and he's like, hey, wasn't there? Wasn't one of your guys over here? He's <laughs> like, I don't know. And then a giant torrent of blood <laughs> pours out from underneath <laughs> the shelf. And Dad's like, call for backup. And then they start digging out the shelf, but it's too late. He's already he's already on his way out the door, dressed as a police officer. He's swapping bodies before he has the ability to swap bodies. Which, yes, which I kind of think's neat. Yeah, it's kind of his thing. Kind of a thing, kind of fun little yeah thing to think about. And uh, and so he, we see this cop leaving out the back door with Horace's telltale foot dragging limp. And, uh, Which is hilarious. Yes. The more if you think about it, it's neat. So much about it. But then it was just like, wait a minute. It's like, oh, so every so every body he possesses, that's yes. that's how you could tell he's Horus. Well, that and the fact that he'll always smile maniacally at you. Yeah. Uh, but he he shuffles his he one dead also leg he'll call you bitch a couple times everywhere. <laughs> uh, but why is it because that's the only way he knows how to walk because he's been doing it for what twenty years. You Less see, than 20 years, 15 years. To me, this is super important. And it could have been one of those moments that in the story would have made all of this. Like you could have used his limp as a linchpin to explain his situation 
for the whole movie because the fact that no one else can hurt him in this situation, it could have been that Jonathan's the, because he's his son, he's the only one that can hurt him and he's shot him in the leg. And because that injury from Jonathan shooting him in the leg as a child holds through it's only because it was done by him and so he's the only one that can like this is like a holy okay bullet that is yep. like it will any anything that he does to him continues on forever and so he can still injure him even though he's this evil whatever I, like there's there's something there but they don't explore anything in no. this movie so of course it's not going any place um so yeah, I agree. But, you know, it does tell you who's who yeah. and gives you that funny moment of that little girl overdoing the, the leg drag. And it's <laughs> yeah. really funny. Um, so let's see. He's got a bunch of dead cats and whatnot hanging from meat hooks. We find out that he had like hundreds of mummified hundreds cats of mummifi- later. <laughs> Which seems odd. Like, what is he doing with all he- is that? Again, they don't. They don't. I don't. I mean, care. if you have hundreds of mummified cats, you're gonna get caught. That's too much. Yeah. That's too many missing neighborhood animals. <laughs> and it's like, is he using these in his sacrificial TV prayer thing? Again, things? if I, we if we had done something that wasn't yeah. just a joke at the beginning, if it had been actually him explaining his whole goddamn deal and his worship of the TV god, yep. you know, like. There's something to that. There's something about the idea that like the fact that there's no info dump where they they actually talk about, you know, as as the gods got older, you know, we develop new gods and the power of a god is however much you you look at it or worship it. And what we worship is TV. So whatever god is behind a TV must be ungodly powerful or whatever. A line like that. Yeah, that's like. The, this and is where I, this is the new worship. So and, this god must be. And from what I've read, Craven was trying to make this a satire of American TV culture, <sighs> and so like that would have actually made it maybe right. a satire of American TV culture, where this is your god, like pray to the cathode ray right. tube. Yeah. I mean, and if he'd had some sort of thing in there with that, I, I would have loved it. Yep. Um, because that's, it, it's actually kind of scary and kind of spooky and kind of, you know, a little bit video dromey, you know, the, there's something about that that is an interesting concept that could have some legs, but again, nothing worth talking about is ever brought up. Uh, okay. He's killed four cops at this point, And the last one we find in a hilarious pose stuck to the fucking windshield of the car, I- looking like he was literally frozen by like a Mr. Freeze freeze like ray. It. Love it, looks, it. I think he looks neat. Hilarious. Um, I don't know if it's a still frame because it doesn't look like one, but god damn, that guy is good at not moving. That guy is good at not moving. <laughs> I agree. He should be a professional dead body. Uh, maybe he is. Yeah. I uh, there's one of those guys. Oh, I, I would imagine so. I mean, there's those people who just play statues in the park. So Yeah, yeah sure. like, I'm so freaking good at holding my breath, <laughs> lying dead on the ground, covered in blood for like hours at a time. Hey, you know, Somebody's got to do it. Okay, so it turns out that, like, they are so lucky that Horace killed all those cops because he would have gotten away scot-free for all of his murders because it turns out that later Jonathan totally blabs about the fact that he had a psychic vision of Horace Pinker. 
because it's in the paper, which is another thing that they absolutely would not do. Which is hilarious. Like, hey, there's a serial killer still on the loose. And hey, Johnny Look. Football Star is the one who ID'd him. <laughs> this guy right here. You can find him at college exactly. tomorrow. <laughs> would you like his class schedule? Right. <laughs> you know, his girlfriend's always alone. And the police didn't think it was important enough to put a guard next to their house. He's murdered, this serial killer's murdered the rest of his family, but we didn't think it was important enough to station a cop outside his apartment. No. Like, obviously. And his dad's a cop, and they Obviously, they this. would have gone into witness protection. Yes. There's no, There's no question they would have gone to a safe house in another state, period. End of sentence. God, it's hilarious. But in this case, they didn't even think it important enough to station a a fucking beat cop outside to just watch them and it his dad is the fucking chief of police yep. oh boy and horace is that's so, some tough love and he's so intelligent that when he does leave the crime scene he laughs very loudly and blows the door off a police car with his van uh alerting everybody to the direction in which he's running oh my god it's so funny the uh, him him laughing like a fucking loon. I love it as though. he's going. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's so good. It is so good. I mean, but every, when you break it down, no. What? <laughs> what? What he is given? What is his name again? Uh, Mitch Pileggi. Yes. What Mitch Pileggi is given to work with in this movie is so little. Yeah. And he makes such a meal of it that, like, he is such a good actor, and he is so good at this, and. I just, I love seeing him do what he does. I loved him in the X-Files. I always thought that he was used very well. And I think he's, he's used, you know, I mean, for the material that he's given, he's doing, you know, a double plus work here. But uh, he's just such a wonderful physical presence. I I wish this would have been better so we could have got the intended franchise. Yes. It would be so weird right now if there was, you know, Five shockers, just like yeah, five Elm Street. I agree. Uh, I wonder what they would be like. I guess we'll never know. I bet they'd be fun, though. I mean, yeah. it's it, it's such a it's such a good idea in some ways. Like, there's so much that you could do with it, but it, it feels like they just dead ended every time. And also, they had like three different stories in this. Yeah, it was like you have Nightmare on Elm Street, you have the TV killer, and you have like. If it had just been straight up, he goes into the TV and lose the dreams, lose the ghosts. Yeah, is it a dream story? Is it a ghost story? Is it a killer? Is it a techno killer? Is is, it, yeah, it's just way too. Much. There's too many things. There's too many ideas in here all at the same time. Uh, okay, so Jonathan's doing pull-ups because you know he's tough, and uh, and you know it sounds like he's vomiting, but uh, and he crashes in his. Magic Fingers chair. He loves that chair. He does. I can't blame him. It looks nice. Uh, um, and his girlfriend's taking a taking a bath in the other room, and she's Hot. like, she's like, hey, wait, uh, aren't you supposed to be at practice at nine o'clock? I mean, I know there's a serial killer hunting you, but you don't want to be late for football practice. <laughs> <sighs> How can he forget football practice? It's most important. Oh, he hit his head. Oh, right. Oh, also, also witnessed the death of his whole family. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's that. Shit, we got a big game of Shelbyville tomorrow. (laughs) Yes. So uh, he's like, you're going to be safe at home, right, dear? I mean, you can take care of yourself. We just, we just, I just made the paper saying I ID'd a serial killer (laughs) stole the lamb. 
so you're going to you're going to take the bullet for me, right? Yeah. Cuz uh if you stay here, I know you're going to be dead when Make I sure get back. Make sure you run a bunch of fans and crank the radio so you can't hear anything. Yep. <laughs> this is so stupid. Here's but my whatever. new Dangerous Toys album. Listen to this while I'm gone. Hell yeah. <laughs> Uh, there's a great cover of No More Mr. Nice Guy on this soundtrack that you're going to be able to buy at your local Sam Goody. Uh, anyway, uh, so we get a P- we get a lot of these like POV shots of Horace Pinker, which is kind of cool. But but then we get a dummy one. Like he gets into his car and we get that whole thing like somebody's sneaking up on him and it's like, oh, nope. Well, I mean, but at the end of the day, there was a guy there and he there killed was, his girlfriend. There was, but he wasn't there or else he would have sure. seen him because, like, I mean, that camera got right a second from him. <laughs> it's yeah. true. I mean, yeah. it's, it's not it's not watching from the bushes, POV. It's walking no. right up to him it's as he's walking up his to his car. Like, Come on. Yep. Uh, so in a moment that is, of course, no surprise to anybody except for Jonathan, Pinker, of course, murders his girlfriend. There's a happy birthday message in blood on his mirror. <laughs> Oh, it turns out this lady was full of blood because he gets it everywhere. everywhere. Oh, we gloss over the part, too, where he gives her a... Whose birthday is it? I don't know. Oh, yeah, he gives well, her a necklace. Yeah, but I was confused. He gives her a necklace, but, eh, then he, but then the blood says, Happy birthday, Jonathan. Yeah, whatever. So whose fucking birthday is it? His or hers? It's both. Of, they oh. they were born on the same They're day. twins? Yep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> their brother you know, and sister. I don't care. It doesn't matter. <laughs> That's why they can't have sex because they're worried because they're brother and sister. But they like really like each but other. But they love each other so much. <laughs> they sleep in the same bed. It's a flowers in the attic thing. It's fine. Okay. Um, there is actually an actress from Flowers Flowers in the Attic in this as well, um, and from Critters too. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not good with faces. I didn't recognize her. <laughs> it's the little girl on the tricycle. Oh. Uh, Just so, like I didn't recognize Ted Raimi. Yes. I do now that you said it. Uh, so, whatever. He goes to another funeral because this movie is loaded with funerals. And it loves repeating scenes. And he basically makes out with her corpse for a little while. And we get another pointless scene of them lowering the body into the into the ground in an already overly long movie. Now Jonathan and his football buddy Rhino go out for a drive in his car. Rhino's coolest rhino is the coolest and rhino is ride or die and i really appreciate how much i feel like jonathan owes literally everything to this dude without him he'd be toast yeah like literally the hero of this movie is Is rhino Rhino. one million percent he led the charge he got the power he broke him out of the car saving his life he has he talked him out of going in the lake like a jackass god and he has no reason to be doing this other than just being a loyal friend friends whereas like the reason he gave well right but i mean friends right yeah we're friends exactly and whereas he's literally like worried for his life he has self-preservation on his mind whereas rhino could just be like i don't particularly want to get murdered by a serial killer sorry buddy I'm going home yeah. he is just out of the goodness of his heart helping out um mad props rhino exactly rhino you're the best and so this is we get another freddy thing this is a real a real like uh johnny depp waking up nancy in the first nightmare he's like okay you know the plan, right? Yeah, but I know you're crazy. Uh, so they're so. So let me just get this straight. They're, they've mm-hmm. they've he's uh, driven please, his. Please explain it to me because I don't fucking know. Okay, so Jonathan's driven his car onto the track and onto field the football field because you know he's a football player, so that's where he does his best thinking, <laughs> I guess. So except so, for all the cranial trauma, and all the lights are on, so it's super bright, <laughs> and he's kept sitting next to Rhino, and he's like, "All right, Rhino." 
I'm going to go to bed right now. Wake me up if something... Are you telling me Jonathan could just like fall asleep sitting in the driver's seat of his car under all those lights with his buddy sitting right next to him and he's just like... Good night now. <laughs> he doesn't take any sleeping pills or NyQuil. Or the, just... the only way this works is if he was like, Rhino, you know what you got to do. Knock me out. Yeah, I do, buddy. And then he holds him gently. He's like, falls right asleep in his <laughs> arms. <laughs> well, I was, I was, I was taking a, a, a swift punch to the head. It's the only way I can go to sleep. And he's like, rock a baby <laughs> on the tree. No, Rhino's much more clever than that. I'm giving him a moose voice. <laughs> From uh, the Archies. Anyway. Or, you know, maybe put him in a sleeper hold or some, <laughs> something to make him go to bed. Are you telling me that Jonathan just, like, went to bed? All right, Jonathan, go to sleep. Yeah. All right. It's good. <laughs> Nothing but dreams now, Penny. Good, uh, good, good ride on dream. <laughs> but, yeah. So, yeah, we're just to believe that he just. Yep. And he does. Went to sleep and is sitting in his car. Yeah. And he does. And then he, because this is also Nightmare on Elm Street, he sees the, the murder that's about to happen. And he's like. I know where that is. Gets drives. They head to it. Turns out he's being pursued by his dad and a bunch of cops. Because, ostensibly because they're trying to stop him from doing something stupid. But I guess it's weird because... I don't know. Because, like, I feel like if they were following him because they think he knows more than he does, like, maybe they would try to get his help. Like, when police... I think they can't... Right. I think they can't say that. Because they don't want to, they don't want to get involved with that stuff. But uh, whatever, it leads to them finding Horace Pinker anyway. Yes. So they they pull up, and then all the cops hold them back. And again, with Rhino being like, uh, somebody holds Jonathan. One of the cops, a police officer, holds Jonathan. Yeah, and Rhino just slugs and him off. And then a black man tackles him, <laughs> and then runs into the building. And I'm like, dude. I am terrified for you. <laughs> like, man, be really, really careful, dude. These guys, I... Because you will get shot and Jonathan, Jonathan might get handcuffs put Jonathan on Jonathan will get yelled at. Yeah. <laughs> and they will shoot you down very quickly, dude. But maybe the football jersey makes him immune. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe football this is... is a... This is just his first dash with the cops when he breaks him out. Later, yep. he shatters a cop car window, and they're all firing guns at him. Which is also like, dude. Fucking Rhino's so badass. Such a badass, man. <laughs> I wish this movie was about him. <laughs> this movie should have been called Rhino. Rhino. sucks. <laughs> Rhino. If, if the roles were reversed and Rhino was the one, Horace would have been killed within the first fucking, yep. <laughs> like, first act of the movie. Rhino would have snapped his neck and thrown him in the lake. Yep. God, it should have been about Rhino. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway... Uh, okay, so uh, Horace throws a lady down the stairs at the cops and gets away, but Jonathan's too fast, so he runs after him, chases him up onto the top of the building. There's a there's a ladder across to the other building that Horace kicks off, and- but somehow gets across with his horrible limp. Like I would love to have watched him crossing that ladder with that foot dragging limp that he has. That's another thing too. Like that would have been hilarious with, with his limp. He can always Jonathan outrun anyone. Off, Jonathan takes off him so fast. Like, he's no a way he got teenage that f- football, football star. He he can't track a forty year old man with a limp. He's who a gets, star who gets, football. Who does not player. get much of a head start? Like yeah, come on, come on, guys. But uh, but he always does. He has this guy's got Michael Myers powers. He can just always he always catches and he's up. So intelligent, and he's also he's just so intelligent. <laughs> 
<laughs> guys, I'm just so intelligent, bitch. Um, <laughs> so, uh, let's see. But Jonathan, he's not going to let this go. Nope. So he's like, fuck this. Gets a big running start. Jumps all the way across the building. <laughs> Even Rhino's like, I can't believe he did that. Yeah. He couldn't believe it. He got away with it, too. And he tracks Horace down, starts fighting with him again. I mean, I can believe that Horace Pinker being a psychopath and being as big as Pelleggi is, you're like, uh, okay, he's going to get the better of this kid, um, even though he is a football star. I can believe that he's fast, but again, Pelleggi outweighs him by at least a good 60 pounds. And I believe, like, yeah, the kid, the kid's super fit. Yeah. But I have a feeling that Pelleggi's been in a little more scraps than he has. It does feel that way. And also, <laughs> and also is willing to go for the kill shot oh, yeah. every single time, as opposed to somebody who's just like, I've got to knock you down or I whatever. I hope I hit you hard enough. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he, uh, he fights him. He basically is, Horace is about to stab him when the cops break through the door on the other building and they have him dead to rights. And again, with these cops and their fucking trigger discipline, it's like he's holding a knife at this kid's throat. The kids burst, the cops burst through in like a split second. It's like they would have rained bullets Pop on him. this guy. Yep. It would, nobody would be yelling freeze as his, as the knife is literally arcing towards yeah. the kid. Even like, even I wouldn't have. I mean, I would have shot him. It's like, and, he, and I'd probably shoot the kid. And I would probably have, I mean, I probably fired a gun. I'd accidentally <laughs> shot myself in the face. Spray and spray. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but somehow, again, they don't do it, and uh, and he goes to jail. And there is a there is some acting from Jonathan here, and also some just smarmy monster acting from yeah. Pelleggi. Wow. So this, this, so this is where we get the first hints that he's his dad. Mm-hmm. Which is weird, man, because, like, yeah, they don't explain that at all. Like, they never have a, they, they, they never do have a talk with a cop dad saying, like, no. we got you out of that horrible environment. We hid it from the press so nobody would know you were the son of a. Exactly. But is he a serial killer back then either? Or was he just an abusive scum? Like, did he graduate into this? Like, this is, this is the thing. Grr. It's like, what we're seeing here is a bad version of Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm-hmm. Just like, this is as though, like, Nancy. We're going to take you down to the basement. I want you to know that everything's going to be okay. You see, Freddy was a bad guy. Yes, and that's all. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know who he is or what happened. It's like, fuck you. No. If you don't tell the story, then it's it doesn't have any weight. Yep. Like, tell the fucking story of like how, how this happened Jonathan? and what your yeah. connection to him is. We know uh, Jonathan shot dude in the knee when he was killing his mom and sister, right? As a kid? Yes. Is that what the story was? The The story is that Horace Pinker killed the sister and the mother, and the mother couldn't bring herself to shoot him. And so after Horace stabbed her, Jonathan picked the gun up off the floor and shot Pinker in the leg. And that's the only thing that saved his life. Okay. So, and then the cops, uh, he had been, and he was beaten to within an inch of his life by Pinker. And that's why, that's another one of these like, okay, 
So you caught the guy red-handed. He's bleeding out. Clearly, his blood must be everywhere. You've yeah. got a sample of his blood. And in this small town, they just let that dude open up a TV shop? Like yeah, I mean, happened? like... <laughs> hey, go to go down to Pinker's shop. I mean... Can you he, pull up he, his DBA? It's he a fucking... kind of totally <laughs> killed his family once, but he's great at fixing TVs. Uh, just, just, guys, just, just don't think about that other part. We don't have a TV repair shop, so we busted him out of jail, yep. and we gave him a shop <laughs> so that we could all have TV. And if that was actually the case and they said that, that and would this make this like, a TV warship satire. If this was a parody, like he said that he wanted it to be, they could say that he got out on parole because he, he was the because he was the only person TVs. that could fix TVs and Brilliant. it was so important that in this town. That would be fucking awesome. You know, that level of absurdity in this, if that's the direction he wanted to go, would also have made this a better movie. Which, it, it, it sounds so absurd, but I mean, the movie ends so absurd that it would, and it would work. It, I mean, <laughs> absolutely. And also, but you can't just say, you know, like... You can't just have this these all these plot lines that just don't go anywhere or don't have any meaning. It's yep. so uh, it's so nothing, whatever. Anyway, um uh he wants to kill him and he's like, "No." Dad's like, "No, no, no. You can't kill him. Let the state do it. They're going to they're going to railroad him. He'll be in the electric chair by Tuesday, because that's how that's how these things work. Yeah, the appeals process and all that. Anybody on death row is always in and out in a day or two. Yeah, it's like a day or two, and so that's what it is. It's like it's like Monday, and then by Tuesday at seven. Uh, Man, I didn't even think of that. It <laughs> this should have been like seven years later, <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> after yeah. extended the appeals after, process, eight hundred trials yeah. for all the families you've taken out. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so. Uh, this so we get that that fucking no more Mr. Nice Guy. We cut directly to the to the electric chair, wander around it forever, and and this so like your normal prison, like your normal boring fucking pussy ass prison. They give you a last meal. This place, they give you a last request, and no matter how insane it is, they have to honor it. And so it's just how it is. Pinker was like. I need 10 black candles. <laughs> Thank you for addressing I the need candles. something to light them with. As a prisoner on death row, I need a flammable <laughs> thing to light candles with. So I need a television. A pack of matches. I need jumper cables. I need jumper cables. I need a television. I need, I need you to mount my television <laughs> up on a, on a stand on the wall. And, so, and I need jumper cables that are long enough to reach down to the floor. Also, I'm going to need... Two gigantic leather-bound black mass ritual books. So, just and, those things. And, and oh, 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 almost forgot. I need some some black crayon to write yes. runes all also, over the floor. Also, I'm gonna need I'm gonna need something to write runes on the floor. So, and you just, guys don't just just don't bother me for the next hour. Yeah, and and don't worry about it. You don't need to get me KFC or any of the stuff that anybody asks for on death row. <laughs> Uh, we'll just, we'll just do, just do those things and we're cool. (laughs) And so of course they come in and whoa, everybody's totally surprised that he's taken these jumper cables that he has. And manages to electrocute somebody oh, through the fucking bars. Oh, he probably asked for some screwdrivers and tools, of too, course, to you know, take the TV apart. Well, of course he needs so those. So give you some stabbing instruments here on yeah, Death yeah. Row. Of course we need... Uh, it, it's great. It makes perfect sense. And It's like this movie really can't decide if it wants to be 
serious yeah. or goofy. Yes. And instead of instead of having the things that lead up to a to a joke like that is clearly a joke. There's no way that this would happen no. in the real world. Uh, but instead, they just approach it as though this is realistic and it's yeah. fine and it doesn't come off as funny. People are just like, well, this movie's dumb. Yeah. <laughs> you, know? you know what you wanted for a last request? A TV. Damn. And also jumper cables. Oh, and I two guess that answers everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, and again, it's like a last request. You know, that's like a, that's like a thing from sketches about people... It being shot, firing right? Squads. Like in a yeah. firing squad. That's not a thing that happens in the, like, that's not a judicial system thing. You don't get a last request. <laughs> like, let me go. It's like the death row make a wish. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I want to meet John Cena. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, what are you in here for? I murdered a bunch of families. Oh, that sounds great. Anyway, <laughs> did you watch Peacemaker? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Do you have any money in your prison fund? My pay-per-view's on Tuesday. <laughs> so I'm taking on, re- I don't know, wrestling. I'm taking on wrestling guy. <laughs> wrestling Ray Wreslo. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> Love him. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> so it turns out that the god that he's worshipping, this demon that lives in his TV... <laughs> is like Frank Sinatra from the 50s. And so he's like, give me the power. And he's like, all right, baby, I'm going to give it to you. <laughs> yeah, I love it, man. Like, as much as I rip on this film for being stupid, like, and this is stupid. No, it is. I love it. Yeah, yeah. He's like, give me the power. And all of a sudden, these digital <laughs> lips come out and static in the air. And they're just like, you got it, baby. <laughs> hey, you got it, baby. <laughs> so great. <laughs> Ring a ding ding. All right, there. Uh, and so it gives an Andrew Dice Clay cameo. <laughs> yes, Dickory Dickory Doc. Doc. Now you can't be stopped. <laughs> ah! Boom. So the <laughs> fuck? Why not? That would have made sense if it was if it, shh, the TV channel surfed and popped up to his stand-up special. And they that's, did that. I mean, that's that's when you've gone too far. But I mean, this movie should have gone too far. Okay, oh, so that's too far. Right, that's too far. <laughs> that's too far. That was the thing. Uh, Horace pretends that he's dying or whatever, and then uh, oh yeah, so that that would make it three times that he's pretended he's yeah, and dying also and or dead and or having a heart attack three. and or yeah, and this this he's is such so one trick pony. This man. is so ridiculous. The cops like, well, we gotta give him mouth to mouth resuscitation. No, you don't. No, he he was just about to get fried. Literally, nothing saying that you have to do that. You could be like, <laughs> he's. He He's a re- death row inmate. He requested the TV. He did it himself. He was going to get fried in five minutes anyway. No. Just be like, um, who approved the last request? And sure, it wasn't those guys. They just no. Nope. You do soldiers. not have to put your mouth on the mouth of a serial killer in on death row, headed to the electric chair. That is not a that, thing. That's just like a freebie card. What happened to that? <laughs> like, oh shit. Yep. All right. Well, I guess we can take lunch early. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um. But no, he's alive. And uh, he rips the lips off one of them. And he's laughing on his way to the chair. And he laughs at everybody. And he's like, ah, ha, ha, you're all dumb. Fuck you guys. And so. Again, it's such a great performance, but oh. with no real substances. Yeah. But, but yes, he he brings uh, it all so here. Good. This whole electrocution scene is, is great. 
And they let him have last words, I guess, which is strange. Which is just nothing but taunting the victim. It's like, <laughs> we're, we're going to let you taunt the victim for a little while? Yeah. So, uh, and so he does. He says that he's Jonathan's dad and right, he enjoys time, killing you... people. And then we get the first of this, like, and you're a killer too, it's in your blood. That's... Well, no, it's not the first. He said that on the rooftop too. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Everybody, it's, there's always this, this returning theme just to give Jonathan an arc. Even though it's like we've never seen him be bloodthirsty at any point. Right? That's how so that would work. But it doesn't. He's never had to like hold himself back from killing. From killing. It's not like that's a thing. Yeah. yeah. It, he never. He has never exhibited only that one time when he freaks out on the roof like any human being would. It's not an arc. It really isn't. Yeah. And they're really... they're pretending like his character is arcing and it's just not it's like that would have worked if he got tackled in the football game in the beginning and then started choking his teammate you know what i mean like i can't believe you did that to me and i was like whoa they pulled him off before he choked somebody to death. yeah like, that would make this work that would be and we'd know oh. like oh he's got an impulse to kill for some reason yeah. yep but, but they there don't. it is you got it baby you... <laughs> <laughs> that'd be a cool shirt man you got it baby lips it just says you got it baby uh, so I'd wear that. they don't manage to fry him at first and then they send in the doctor, uh, she gets shocked and blah, blah, blah. And all of the stuff is wrong. Like there's only one switch for the chair. There's in, in electrocutions. There's oh, three. You've been to a lot of electrocutions? Yes. I go, I go to everyone I can. <laughs> there's three switches so that nobody knows who the person is that kills the person so that no one feels the guilt of having killed someone. Oh, do they still do that? Yeah. There's a, it's a randomized switch that, so that nobody knows who the one is that actually killed them. And that's super helpful hmm. because, you know, you don't want to live with the guilt of murdering a human being. Yeah, but which you is, still know you did it. Nope, you don't. And that's but you that's still the, know you could have sure, died. but that's the stupid. Well, I mean, listen, it's we, stupid we're not in general. If you don't want to live in not, that guilt, don't pull that switch. Any we're switch. not here to debate uh, uh, <laughs> the death penalty, but I think that is one of the more uh, obvious indicators that maybe there's something wrong with the death penalty <laughs> is the fact that like making another person kill someone is going to weigh heavily on their conscience, regardless of what of the good. I mean, of killing I feel like person. they should just find somebody that doesn't care if they kill somebody to do that a job. A serial and just have killer. One yeah. Somebody I mean, he, who he loves could, killing. He could do that as a prison job. That'd be fun. <laughs> That'd be fun for there. those guys. Yeah. Grab somebody who just loves killing. Yeah. Oh man, that would be a fun little thing that they could do. It's like, what do you do? I work the kitchen. I make the license plates. I, I pull, pull the switch. The switch. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Trying oh. to get early parole. <laughs> Doing a good job. Hit it. <laughs> My love of killing is going to get me an early parole. <laughs> exactly. uh, I, I hope not. <laughs> oh, well. Uh, so, the <laughs> speaking of stupid parts of this movie... Uh, everybody's running around, the lights go out, and everybody's like, what happened to him? He's disappeared. <laughs> everybody's scattered, and then the dad goes in and closes the door, and Horace is hidden behind the most... <laughs> if a five-year-old was playing hide-and-seek, right. you would have found him, but this serial killer, <laughs> this fucking 230-pound serial killer man. is just too intelligent. <laughs> He falls on the ground and just bursts into flame. <laughs> that that looks cool. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. I mean, good luck putting that on the police report, but like, <laughs> shit, that looks cool. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So he just turns into a pile of ashes, essentially. Nothing, he vanishes. 
not even ashes. Yeah. He just like burns and sets on fire, and all that's left is his clothes, which he still has when he's in digital form. Do you think he's a Jedi? Yes. Okay, that explains Obviously. it. Obviously, he was a Jedi. Uh, and yep. So, and Dad has a great line here. You remember his line? I don't actually. Jesus, that chair really kicks yeah, ass. Yeah. <laughs> now I do. <laughs> that was pretty good. I actually laughed when he said that. So, <laughs> you got me, movie. You got me on this one. Uh, okay. Uh, the doctor gets driven away in a cop car, but she's looking pretty healthy at this point, except for a little bit of a limp. Oh, weird. Oh, that's really I know somebody strange. else had a limp. Uh, that's true. Hitler. But he disappeared into fireballs. Oh, uh, oh yeah, Hitler. <laughs> so, uh, she, of course, twists one of the cops' heads around and makes, well, a, makes a shitty a joke. Really about, shitty joke. Like, I'm just looking for some good head or something and, like, twists it. Honestly, like, that. What? What you just said was a better version of the getting head joke than what they said. I can't even remember what it was, but I remember it just being grammatically not yeah, like it just like, didn't I'm just work. looking for head or something. Yeah, it was it was just bad. It was bad. It was bad. Um but like, you can't punch that up, guys. Again really? again, I think that Wes wasn't taking notes. Mm. Um and so nobody was punching anything up. And they're like, God. Can't we fix that line that doesn't make any sense? No. It's gospel. Everything I say. I made Freddy. He <laughs> <laughs> did make Freddy. Um, so, one cop was thrown clear, and Jonathan loses his shit trying to ask him something, but I can't, I couldn't figure out what it was. Uh, after they crash, yeah. yeah. So, they, he, yeah. Horace Pinker's in the doctor's body. Breaks one guy's neck. Then they crash into a tanker truck of <laughs> gasoline. gasoline. <laughs> Explodes. Do a, a, a nuclear bomb blast, and I guess blows one cop- this cop. And the, <laughs> which is why it's so funny later on when he's like, "How? Well, how would you have killed him? He didn't have a scratch on him. He was he, exploded what? earlier in a fucking gas <laughs> he fire. He like freaking jigsaw <laughs> from Punisher." <laughs> His face was stitched together yeah. with comedic Frankenstein stitches. <laughs> what do you mean there wasn't a scratch on him? Oh, oh yeah. Hey, Wes, can we change that? I made Freddy. I made Freddy. <laughs> so Jonathan goes home to sleep with the TV on. He flexes in the mirror, but everything is blue for night. Because it's a dream. His dead girlfriend is all bloody and she comes out of the bathtub. (sighs) She tells him that he can drive Pinker out of the bodies with this necklace. But she was buried with this necklace. How could it come through the dream world into the real world? Damn, he pulled it out. He could pull Horace out of his dream. And wait, (laughs) nope, sorry. I was thinking of, sorry. I was thinking of another movie. I don't know how you got that confused. I I can't put my finger on it. What is that other movie? I hate (laughs) all of this. Yes, same. You could cut this out completely. Yeah, you could cut all of this shit. Give him the necklace. Make him think it has the power. Like, that'd be a, that'd be a cool gag if he was just like, I don't know. Or lose the necklace entirely. It's stupid. (sighs) In one yeah. aspect, I want him to think he has the power, and Horace like acts like ah. Then Horace is like, "I'm just joking. That I don't care about that." Necklace I don't care about this. Like shit. that would be funny. Yeah, but I don't know how to explain that without the ghost girlfriend, and I don't want the ghost girlfriend at right. all. So just lose it. Scratch the necklace. Scratch the girlfriend. I mean, it, it could literally be 
she could whisper on the wind in a dream. She doesn't need to be a corporeal yeah. force just floating at him. She could. She you is could good literally, at whispering. You could literally hear, like he could have taken instead of making it so that everybody's thinking of Freddy, everyone's thinking of Nightmare on Elm Street. You can't stop them. Have him just at the end before her her corpse is la- is layered blah, lowered down into the ground. He just grabs the fucking necklace off her neck and yeah. he holds it and he's like, I can't let this go and she says that necklace that's you know whatever you can use this to you know you know in your quest and that's it just one just like she gets one sentence and then never again yes yes she certainly doesn't have magical boob lasers because magic boob laser is not awesome no (laughs) it's not awesome it's one of the worst parts of this whole movie I mean, magic boob lasers. Wow. Okay. Uh, Jonathan pouts around his apartment. Everything's covered in drop cloths because they needed to paint over the blood. Uh, but it makes it look all spooky. Um, could they have cut some of his wandering around this apartment? Absolutely. No. No. He walks around like, <laughs> like an idiot for a good three minutes before somebody knocks on the door. It's, and all it's super like, important. Just start with him sitting in the vibro chair and have the door knock. That's it. That's yeah. all we needed. That's all we needed. And, uh, and why? This is... When their movie's an hour and 40 minutes, why are you doing this? <laughs> it's, it's not even like this movie came out, clocked in at 70. We need to pad it out a little bit. You're already running over. Yep. So true. <laughs> So, uh, knock at the door. It's the cops. In fact, it's the it's, cop it's, that exploded in the crash. It's and Peleggy or whatever. No, that's the. Uh, I, I can't remember his what his name. name is. But it sounds very much like that, though. Yeah. And. Patachi. Yeah. It's Pagliacci. It's Pagliacci. But the cop said, I am Pagliacci. Oh, God. That's so sad. What a sad story. Um, he can never make himself happy because he's actually the clown. Um, and he's a cop. Also, he's a cop, so he can never be happy anyway. Because of all the stress that he goes That's through. why he became a cop. Because he was not happy. But like you said, he looks like Jigsaw. Yeah. <laughs> so when you look at him through the thing, he looks like the villain from The Punisher. He's got stitches all over his face. He literally looks like Chucky yeah. at the end of like Child's Play 3 or Holy whatever. Collar. Like when he's like got staples through his face. Um, not that much taller. Um, he's kind of a short cop. <laughs> short cop. But uh, so he's like, uh, at the exact same time, luckily, that this cop call, like, uh, his dad calls on the phone and he has an answering machine. So it picks up and his dad's like, also, that police officer disappeared from the. Because why would his dad be telling this kid that at all? I just thought you might like to know. I thought you might like to know. (laughs) This cop, like. That got an accident a while ago. If he happens to come to the door trying to murder you, he might have the spirit of a serial killer <laughs> yeah, in him. Right. That's all I'm saying. And so he chases him through the backyard, blah, 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 shoots through the door, blah, 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 shoots a bunch of stuff. Runs uh, through the whole park. Again, he's, he's kind of an out of shape dude, and he's got the limp, but he still manages to outrun this teenage track Who star. Who is sprinting like a when you, when you see him run full force, like it's not even like the story is saying that this kid is fast. This actor is a fucking bullet. Yes. When you see him run, <laughs> it looks like a joke. 
like doesn't look like a human being running fast. He is fast as fuck. And then this other he could have lapped this guy around the planet. And then Pudgy Cop is limping and just keeping up. <laughs> so it's again if if they had indicated in some way that this was a joke, it would be funny. Yep. But they do not. Uh, so uh, he Jonathan pulls one of these like, hey man, hey. Horace, shooting me in cold blood isn't really your style. You want to do something else, and this is kind of funny. He's like, fuck that, and just shoots him. Yeah. (laughs) Of course, he movie shoots him, so he wings him in the arm in a way that's not going to cause any problems for him for the rest of the movie. Action hero arm wound. It just kind of gets forgotten about. I mean, he gets it repaired by the best. Ted Raimi fixes him up. Oh, yeah, the football team fixes his arm. Yeah, but like... Never in the movie does that play. They've got oh like Star God, Trek dude. levels he, of he, fixing. He, I just realized that he lifted his dad up on the satellite dish with a, his gun arm. He had a shot arm and he's lifting he's people up fine. in the air. fine. Wow. He's a teenager. They fucking... Uh, young bodies they, heal quickly, they, you know? They heal real fast. <laughs> <laughs> so. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. But uh, Crazy. He, uh he plays like he's back to normal and then grabs a jogger, goes into his body. He does he does the fake out. What? The jogger thing. He shoots the he jogger. He shoots him. <laughs> like, dude, you're a cop. You've been, you're on the ground in a crowded park. Couldn't you be like, oh, somebody help me. And somebody no, would he would have to over. be very smart for that. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. <laughs> he's really smart. And then you could transfer that to when somebody obviously would come over to help a cop that shot in the park. Yes. Instead... You catch your body by shooting a jogger in the spine and then crawling over like an asshole to get into a new body that you can only crawl like an asshole in. <laughs> he's so he's smart. so intelligent. He's just... You, the thing is, you don't get it. The reason you can't understand this is because you're just not as smart as he is. If you were as smart as this guy, you would see the plans, the wheels within wheels of this plan. Oh, it's just so intricate and He's brilliant. So genius. <laughs> He's been planning this for years. I love this. So the little girl shows up. She's the <laughs> she she's a dead ringer for the little girl from Dream Warriors, but she's actually the little girl on the tricycle from fucking Critters 2. Nice. Which was really awesome. Um and fun, fun fact. That is a fun fact. And so she uh I because I looked her up because I was like, that's gotta be the girl from that's got to be the girl from Dream Warriors. And then it turned out it was the girl from Critters Does this, this girl just show up to every movie with her own tricycle? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in this one, to be fair, she she had gotten older, so she no longer fit on a tricycle. So they put training wheels on a bike. So it was a year later than Critters 2. Oh, okay. So she had upgraded to a larger <laughs> a larger conveyance. She opened her next movie in a, with a BMX bike. Yeah, then the next bike. one. <laughs> mountain bike then the next one it's going to be a penny farthing with a giant wheel <laughs> next one she's in a bigfoot monster truck bike. <laughs> uh one of those asshole bikes that with the little pedals and the flag on it oh, yes that's God. a recovered one yeah. boo they take up the whole damn jogging path when they roll i see people with those things on the road and i'm just like dude that flag is not gonna save you <laughs> That flag is not enough. You are going to get killed. That is a dangerous ass vehicle. But whatever. Um okay, so Horace is in the little girl. There's some fun little bits with that. 
uh, Pinker was apparently certified for he's operating. Certified. A, he's got a forklift <laughs> certification. So he grabs a backhoe. And he's like, I know how this thing works. I repair TVs. Of course I do. I'm incredibly intelligent. Uh, and and he I guess also, that little girl body can reach the pedals and everything. Go, yeah. Go figure. And also it is the stealthiest backhoe yes. in the <laughs> history. <laughs> This guy gets surprised by a backhoe coming at him. You know how loud one of those things is going 30 miles an hour? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he's just like, huh, I wonder what that sound is. And it almost... Oh, bother! <laughs> oh, dear! Jesus Christ. Great. Uh, and so we go through all this stuff. Uh we get some funny scenes of Jonathan trying to beat up a little girl. Jonathan beats up his mom. Her mom. <laughs> Does beat up her mom and eventually winds up dropping the pendant on the little girl. And the, and the mother sees Horace's digital body coming out. I love what I this do, looks like. I do love this I effect. Love the it's the digital great. staticky effect on yeah, Horace. Yeah. No, I think it looks great. Because I, it, uh, Craven has stated that he... He got like his uh, the effects cost way more than they happened, so they couldn't do everything they wanted to, and they had to rush it. So they had to do all the special effects in three weeks. And he's always said like he hated what the effects came out like of this movie. And I think they look fine. I think the effects in this movie no are not really, the problem. No effects really in this movie bother me at all. And I think Horace looks awesome in that staticky mode. Yeah, there's there's almost nothing that bothers me in this uh, for effects. It's all story. Yep. It's all writing. The problems. boob laser effects. Even that looks good. It's stupid it, as shit, but it looks fine. Right, like, exactly. It looks like what you intended it to look like. All the effects like. in it this just look, doesn't look good. All the effects in this look great, in my opinion. Yeah. <sighs> I think he's just looking for a scapegoat. Like, shit, I made a piece of shit movie. Um, uh, It's the effects' fault. If yeah. I could have made the effects look as uh, I wanted to... Then uh, all of those... The whole thing would have been great. All of those dangling storylines would have All your question lines would have been answered. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, he uh, gets into the girl's mom, and then... Eventually, uh, the huge jacked body of Alice Cooper's guitar player shows up <laughs> yeah. and we see Kane Roberts showing up and he's like, how do you like this body? And he's got a pickaxe. And so instead of just killing him, which he absolutely could have done at this point, 100%. Do you know what else he could have done a hundred times is it takes him a literal second to transfer into somebody's body. Mm -hmm. Transfer into his body. Go fucking up as Jonathan. Oh, because he's got the super necklace. No, because he's too... Because he's... Uh, so, Pac-Man couldn't be possessed because he cared too much about Jonathan. Wait, seriously? Yes. Who says that? Horace does. You made that up. No, he says, and that's a no-no. He wouldn't let me in, and that's a no-no, so he had to die. Weird. Yep, that is the thing. Okay. So, because Pac-Man was such a like such a loyal friend to Jonathan, he wouldn't let him possess him. And Jonathan also probably has the same type of strong resolve. That I keeps guess the him coach out. just hates Jonathan. Well, the coach pretends to have a strong will, but he doesn't have a strong will. Come on. Faker. <laughs> uh... Yeah, I'm putting a lot of things on that, so I'm not going to discuss why I hate that. <laughs> but as far as just like, fuck you, dude. Yep. <laughs> I'm just like, uh, I know there's there's just weird racial stuff that around some of these things that I'm just going to gloss over. Um, but anyway, so oh, I don't even know what you're talking about, but I'm not going to dig. Well, I just don't. I don't like the idea that it's like, oh, that 
a fucking black man that lived through lived his life through America's horrors. Psh, no willpower at all, this dude. Like, oh, go fuck yourself, dude. Yeah, no, no, no. It, this little this little weenie guy, he could he could get me out of there. But this guy who has survived this okay. incredibly racist society is like, eh, no willpower at all in that guy. Um, it's like, go fuck yourself. But anyway, uh, <laughs> um, that's all I'm saying. Now, we have him basically. Jonathan one shots Kane Roberts with a kick to the face. Yeah, and, and then just knocks him unconscious. I guess he just hightails it, and he just takes off after after he uses his pickaxe to stab the necklace and chuck that into the lake. Yes. Kane Roberts uses his super strength to... <laughs> oh my gosh, how far did he chuck that axe? I mean, you do see Kane's steroid body. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's huge, but regardless, like, fuck, it looks like that thing got shot out of a cannon. And it went so far into the lake, which also backs up the, the hilarity of him going to try to find that necklace at night, where it's like, it's not like somebody threw something off the dock and it just, like, went ten feet out there. It's like, this axe went into the middle of a gigantic lake. <laughs> and later we find out that he was talking about a scuba mask. Like when I, when he's like, oh, you got to go back and get this stuff. I was like, oh, you must have a fucking, like you must you have must like a, a full, diver. you must have a full scuba suit. Yeah. And it's like, oh no, you had a snorkel. You bought it at Walgreens. Like you just had an eye mask. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Dude. <laughs> Those things never even seal. You always get water in and This is, this is not a good plan. This is not <laughs> worth killing Pac-Man over. Um. This isn't even worth killing an actual Pac-Man over. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, and that's... There's your joke right there. We should have seen Ted Raimi get killed, and he should have made the... When he died. Oh, totally. Come on. Um, now, uh, he heads to the school to get bandaged up by Ted Raimi tells the story to his disbelieving coach who is like I can't believe any of this I believe you completely <laughs> yeah. I'll show up at the lake at 10 we'll go scuba diving or, or bring your freaking snorkel whatever it's like I what I love about this guy I wish that his change of heart had occurred in the same sentence like they hadn't pulled up because basically his change of heart occurs between two camera shots there's like a oneer of him and a oneer of jonathan and it's just like cut back and forth he's like i can't believe what do you expect me to believe that this thing happened in this and this and this yeah i expect you to believe it okay i believe it <laughs> you do Instead, run really fast and play good football <laughs> i wish he had just been like i you want to expect me to believe that well i do okay let's go <laughs> <laughs> that would have also cut some of the runtime which would be helpful <laughs> that would be super helpful and he's like all right i'm gonna go to your house and i'm gonna get your your scuba mask <laughs> Yep. Because there's no other place in this town I can get a fucking scuba mask other than going to the scene of the crime. It is a small town. Probably things close early. Uh, it would be a lot safer to break into your local drugstore and just steal one. Yeah. Um, And also, you're a gym. Like, really? Like, the size of that school? Like, look at that football team. Oh, I think they had a swim team, They had too. a fucking swim team. Oh, yeah. They had a swim team. They, he could have gotten goggles from somewhere. They didn't well, need to be straight a... straight up, man. I didn't even think of that. Schools have swim teams. Yeah. Real, well, not real every, schools. Not every school have pools, though, at the thing. If I you've mean, got our, a football our, team like that. I mean, our school had a swim team, but we didn't have a pool. They had to That's go somewhere point. else, so... Just steal it out of their lockers. They can go to the damn swim team pool. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. Uh... 
this doesn't matter because basically the coach gets got real fast in the middle of nothing. Uh, This is this moment where Jonathan's like, this isn't like him. Coach is out there laughing it up with Pac-Man right now. Yeah. It's like, no, no, you know he got killed, you idiot. Okay, I'm just going to go in the lake. I'm going to go swim down to the 50-foot the... middle of the lake in the dark. like In the dark. Rhino's like, would, I would... got to help you. And this would make sense if he was, like, drunk. Yes. But he's not. He's stone-cold sober. He's like, I'm just going to go swim to the bottom yeah. of this lake and find a necklace at night. Shut up. Yeah. Jonathan goes back to the house that he could have just gone to and saved 10 minutes of dicking around. But this thing, you can't tell this story in a tight 76. There's no way. Why wouldn't Jonathan have just gone to the house to get the thing? Because he can't go back there, man. Uh, whatever. Why can Coach go back there? Because he'll get killed. Uh, <laughs> the house is spooky. Water's running in the shower. There's a note from the girlfriend in blood saying to help him, Jonathan, please. Shut up. Coach is in the bathtub. Jonathan's too stupid to realize that this obviously has to fucking be Pinker. Um, and this Hey, nearly... Jonathan, I just thought I'd take a shower while I was getting the mask. <laughs> and then he says, no more Mr. Nice Guy. And, That's Pinker. And he's like, oh, shit. It should have said at the bottom, available at your local strawberries. <laughs> yeah. um, on Kasingle. Oh. <laughs> I, I remember strawberries. And poor Pac-Man is dead. That's when he says Pac-Man's dead in the closet. And he's like, he wouldn't let me in. And that's a no-no. He just cared too much about you. Okay, I missed that line. And so uh, the ghost of his girlfriend comes to fight Pinker with boob lasers. Shut up. Uh, and he's like, use your will to get him out of the body. And it's really stupid. Coach kills himself. He uses his will to kill himself, I guess. I guess stop himself for a second. Yep. I'm not strong enough. Pinker comes out and Jonathan is a moron and tries to fight this digital ghost uh, and obviously fails and basically knocks himself out. But the boob glow takes care of everything, uh, knocks him down. And of course, we're not allowed to hear what happens here. But the girlfriend's like, I have something very important to tell you instead of just spitting it the fuck out. Yeah. Uh, and so she's like, she whispers everything and then like hyper whispers this. Yeah. So we don't know what she even said. In fact, honestly, I don't know what she said even by the end. Who cares? <laughs> exactly. Uh, somewhere in the vicinity of 15 hours into this fucking movie, we get the entire point of making this thing, which is getting Pinker into the fucking electrical lines. Lawnmower man. Finally, he's going to lawnmower man this shit. And so he's... <laughs> And this scene, which could be cool, turns like, like he's like, oh crap, I'm hurt. I'm on the ground because of the boob laser. Like, ooh, a power outlet. Maybe I can get in there. And like, he kind of like talks like, that's what you would be thinking. Like, ooh, I think I could get, but he talks it all out loud and it's just so awkward. Like, oh, hey, maybe I could travel through the power. Ah, I'm going to try to make my fingers turn into power plugs. Ooh. I think he's, I can. I think I can. <laughs> he's doing dialogue out of a 1960s Spider-Man yes, comic. Yes, exactly. <sighs> oh, if only the tensile strength of my webbing could keep this out of the... <laughs> like, it's... Come on, dude. Oh, it can't. My webbing wasn't strong enough, and the <laughs> webbing snapped, and I dropped everything. Yeah, exactly. I see it. It's in the panel. We. This is a visual medium. Yep. Comics are a visual medium. Movies are a visual medium. Just fucking show me. Uh, but He could have just looked at that, and, it, and he'd be like, I wonder... And he could have just said, huh. I wonder if this will work. Yes. And do it. That would have been perfect. And speaking of wasting, like, 
they wasted extra time and visual effort on this thing where he's like, I've got to make my fingers stretch. No, you don't. Just, yeah. just get over there and touch the fucking outlet and get in yeah. there. Or just, just get in just there. Jump at it like you jump at everything else. Just get in there. We don't need any of this. Um, so I guess because electric lines are connected to TVs and he made a deal with the TV devil or whatever, he's. I mean, it, it kind of works. All works. It all works. Fine. So Jonathan's dad shows up and says, the cop from earlier died. You know, the one who looked like came off an autopsy table, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And he's like, he's like, what, what did you, you scare him to death? You, you think I killed him? On him? You would have had to scare him to death. He didn't have a mark on him except for the Frankenstein stitches on his face, the burn marks over three quarters of his body. And the fact that he basically came off an autopsy table earlier. <clears throat> Ahem. Anyway, <laughs> he lived through a gas truck explosion. <laughs> Oh boy. Anyway, uh he's uh okay. He said also in addition to uh not having a scratch on him, uh his body was just a husk, just like Pinker's. It's like, wait, so did so, he have not a scratch on him or, or was he there was no he body? Just a husk or was there no body or what I don't know. Doesn't matter. Uh his my, dad's like My brain hurts. His dad's like, I'm gonna book you. <laughs> Because you know too much about this case. Oh, and you've got dead bodies. And also there's dead. Yes. (laughs) And then dad gets shocked by a lamp while he's after he books him. This is frustrating because I, I feel like dad shouldn't believe this. You want to get me one of those? Get me one of these. Uh, Here, give me another one. Another one. Another one. Thanks. All right. Woo! Getting drunk. Cracking some cold. <laughs> some cold Diet Cokes. A rope beer does not, not have caffeine. This does. <laughs> I need it to get through the rest of this movie. <laughs> I gotta go to bed sometime tonight. I don't ever have to go to bed ever again. Freak. Um, <laughs> so, whatever. Looks like Dad's got a limp now. Oh, the electricity Uh-oh. put Horace into his body. And, uh... Where the hell does Rhino come from here? I don't know. It's out of nowhere. He's like a guardian angel to this guy. He sure is. Dad's got a limp, and Rhino swoops in fucking Han Solo style. He's like, let's blow this thing and go home, kid. He doesn't know that the dad is possessed. He doesn't know. He's just breaking him away from He doesn't doesn't even know that there's bodies in there. He doesn't know anything. All he knows is bro code. That's it. Yep. He's just like, I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> Police arrested you, and I'm your bro, so I'm not letting you go to jail. We're on a football team together, and that's stronger than any police force. Sure is. <laughs> Send him his high school football rules. Um, <laughs> fucking Rhino, man. <laughs> fucking Rhino. God, I wish I was friends with Rhino. He He's would... probably going to go to jail after I'm... all this is wrapped up. <laughs> this is Therein it's... lies the problem, yeah. is that, like, uh, his literally... Jonathan's dad's going to have to pull a lot of strings to keep Rhino out of prison. That would have been the sequel, dude. Horace tracks Rhino down into prison. Yes. Oh, and it's all about Rhino. Yes, in prison, and he's got to get it out of there. I love it. Yeah. Oh, that is good. I would like that. Um, and I mean, Jonathan can help. He could be the sidekick for that one. Yep. Jonathan could, like, they could switch roles. Yeah. And Jonathan could be a badass for that love one. Love it. It'd be awesome. 
Um, anyway, okay, so uh, chase ensues. We cut to uh, that hot heavy metal soundtrack that's available at your local Sam Goody, and uh, Jonathan climbs a TV tower. Yeah, they take this chase all the way to the... <laughs> gigantic top of a satellite tower of course just randomly jonathan would be great at climbing with an arm that just got shot by a bullet and also uh our fucking serial killer has a leg that doesn't work so he's climbing great great too he's great at stairs he's great at climbing ladders he's great at running two knees to climb stairs it's not stairs he's climbing a ladder (laughs) same thing He's not even climbing a ladder, it's scaffolding. It's like a dangerous <laughs> fucking tower. Oh, uh, well. But he does it. He's great. And uh, Bullet arm climbs ladders. Uh, one knee climbs ladders. Yeah, no, ev- no issues. Yeah. I mean, this is action movie rules. <laughs> Gunshots don't hurt anybody. Um, once you wrap a... Like, if you get shot... As long as you've wrapped something around it, it's video game. It's like I was slash, just gonna say, it's like a video game. Like, oh, uh, oh, did I did I get a green herb? Perfect. Slap that on <laughs> there. Arms fine. Or like Max Payne, dude, you've been shot thirty six times. I, ju- I just need some painkillers. <laughs> yes. Uh, so good. Uh, okay, so blah blah blah. He gets held in front of this microwave transmitter, and. He's like, oh, you made a big mistake. I'm nationwide now. I like that one. And so. That one works for me. Yeah. (laughs) Dad fakes a heart attack is basically the deal. It's stupid. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. And then all of a sudden he's just like, he's like, oh, crap, this guy's having a heart attack. I better bounce. And then he's like, I didn't know you had a bad heart, Dad. He's like, you didn't. You you know this. I know I don't have a bad heart. He he didn't. didn't. And it's like. Well, I mean, you know, not everybody who has a heart attack knows that they have a quote-unquote bad heart. And you can't just, like, <laughs> fake a heart attack. He's in your body. Yeah. <laughs> it's like he should be able to understand if you're having a heart attack. What? Boo. That scene, yeah, big boo. Like, it makes zero sense. Yep. Uh, How but did that even get get in this doesn't matter i made freddy yeah i made freddy uh john saves his dad uh and they have a touching reunion horace we cut to later and horace has killed another family somewhere else by jumping out of their tv he just won't stop he just won't stop and we get another cut and paste scene from nightmare on elm street where we get another one of those like nightmare on elm street plan with the football team they're gonna blow the power station at exactly midnight to kill Pinker or trap him or some shit. It, oh, none I of him in a different dream. Oh scene. no, no, no! But yeah. this this doesn't make any sense, so it no. doesn't matter. It's again, it's like it, he, instantly Jonathan just knows all of the rules of this mystical killer who does not obey the laws of physics and has never existed. He's literally a type of life form that has never existed on this planet before, and Jonathan knows to the second how to kill him. Uh, and this is the kind of thing that you need. This is why you have those people doing exposition dumps. This is why you go to someone who knows the fucking, like, like a scientist who would have a theory, a scientist or somebody who was the person who gave him his black magic books that taught him how he does his thing. Well, he believed this and all of this. And so he you know he believed whatever and so that's these are the rules it doesn't matter set up the rules so we can knock it down we We our only rules are just jonathan going i know and we're like okay we're just believing jonathan that he knows what the fuck's going on and we don't uh so 
somehow Jonathan convinces us a dead ringer for Jerry Seinfeld uh, that he needs to go live at five minutes to midnight and he can make anchor if he does this. So as long as he goes live. So I guess that's the thing. He's setting up the camera in the room. So that camera gets live on TV. And then when he shows up in that room from the channel changing that he knows is going to happen somehow, uh, he will be in that room and everybody will see that he is not crazy and he is fighting digital Horace Pinker. Correct. I mean, that, plan half makes sense if you knew that you were going to be jumping through tv channels if he how would you know that he didn't know that going in here if he had literally grabbed a remote the first thing and that was the first thing he did was like i'm gonna go buy a remote control if like if there was like a scene of him powering up a remote control or a universal remote or something with big batteries on the side or whatever, like have a fucking commando montage of him strapping a bunch of different remotes. <laughs> That'd be great. Sure. <laughs> At least that would have made some sense. But whatever. We get probably my favorite scene of the movie, which is the first time we see Horace inside the TV. And he's inside a nature documentary. A tree. He climbs a tree and eats a nuthatch. <laughs> I was like, okay. All right. I like that. Uh, you got me in that one. Yep. That was fun. Uh, the football team is in position. Jonathan's making out with his dead girlfriend in a dream now. Fuck that. And every victim of Pinker is like, Shut what are you doing? Up. We need you to kill him. Why are you guys making out? And he's like, I don't want to. Why don't I just stay here and kiss you? Why can't we just make out? I, he's like, then you're going to die. Then let me die. I just want to die. It would be great. And it's like, Wes Craven, I know that you read Joseph Campbell, and I know that our hero needs to reject his fucking journey in the hero's journey. That doesn't have to be every single story. In this case, he can be single-minded because... He's avenging his family, and there's a serial killer after Just have him. Horace climb that tree, zap out of the TV, and say, wake up, fuck suck, and start fighting. <laughs> yeah. None of this dream shit needs to happen no. here. I hate it. I agree. Uh, John wakes up. There's a televangelist on TV. He somehow pulled the necklace back out of his dreams because Nightmare on Elm Street. That's dumb. Uh, now he's attacked by a sentient evil chair that gets eyes, and it's super Freddy. It's like... How, wait, what? So he has TV powers. So now he can turn into so a, he can turn into a chair. But he's also got electric powers. That's why he can do the chair thing because the chair is is powered because it's a massager chair. So he can put eyes on it. And, yes. Okay. Yep. Sure. Got it. I, no, I'm with you. Uh, and then his quip is maybe the best quip of the movie that doesn't make any sense. This Barker lounger is going to kick your ass, boy. Yeah. <laughs> Which is not a funny joke. It's not even a pun. It's just like this but, chair is going to. But delivered by Mitch Pileggi, it is good enough that it made me laugh. Like there's <laughs> something about him being a sentient Barker lounger saying this Barker lounger is going to kick your ass. Is that a brand name or a type of chair? Or? Is, I think it's it's one of those like Band-Aid type things okay. where it's kind of both. It was originally a type and then like Lazy Boy. Where he could be, oh, I was just going to say, you could be, say something like, ah, I'm, I'm quite the ambitious Lazy Boy. Ah, yeah, you know? Sure. I think they were probably paid by Barker lounger then. Um, whatever. I'm sure that brought him tons of business. <laughs> I'm sure. We saw your chair in Shocker. We'll take eight. <laughs> Do you have one that has Mitch Pileggi's eyes? Um, 
God, the eyes look so funny too. There's, it looks like Cherry. It's adorable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like evil Cherry. Um, so we finally get some of the thing that we wanted out of this movie, and we've got ten minutes left. And now, now, fucking Horace is like, quip a second. He's like, take a ride in my Volkswagen. And like, <laughs> he's got a quip for everything. And none of them are funny. But the, and none of them are TV based. I know. Like, he should be parodying like commercial slogans and shit, you know? There was a leave it to beaver thing. He's a fucking murderous, murderous guy who has like sexist quips for everything, and he never made a single beaver joke or a cleaver joke. He's a killer with knives. The two of them together. Yeah, I'm I'm somewhat of a beaver cleaver myself. Yeah, yes, perfect. Oh, damn, you nailed it. Mm-hmm. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> I give up. I give up good. on this that movie. Thank you. It makes up for my earlier inability to make a killer name for him. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. came uh, back strong. Okay, thank you. God, I, I didn't think I was going to pull it out. Uh, so, Pinker jumps into the TV uh, after the necklace sends him somewhere. Because he prays to his girlfriend. He's like, necklace, give me the magic power to jump in the TV. Shut up, just Would jump. I just jump. I, it would have been so funny if he had just smashed his head into the TV <laughs> and fallen down. And then I was and like, dead. And if the camera just lingered on him, and the credits just started rolling. <laughs> he hits the TV, his neck snaps, yeah. roll credits. <laughs> over that, and over just him just like, laying there. And just like cutting back to like news reports of just murders, murders, murders. Like, <laughs> Then at the end, Mitch Mitch pops his head out of the TV and goes, you okay, bro? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) That's money. That's money. Uh, Anyway, just the the balls to assume that he's going to jump into a TV like fucking Gumby jumping into a book is so ridiculous. (laughs) But he does. And he gets in there. And blah now blah blah. Now we get blah. the Amazon women on the moon thing where yep. they fight, and it looks great. Overall, it does look wonderful. amazing. It's so fun. Like that should have been ninety percent of this movie. Yep, but it's fine. Uh, he, they eventually jump out into somebody's living room, which I didn't really quite understand how that, that scene works. Didn't work, and I couldn't tell if it was like that. Are they on a show or is that somebody's actual living room? Because it didn't seem like nobody acted like right. If it that was happening. Like, it seemed like a TV show. The woman was quipping. Like, if if they had given... There should have been a laugh track if they yeah. wanted to establish that that was a Married with Children style It almost felt like Roseanne. Family. Yeah, same thing. Yep. If that was your plan, then have a fucking laugh track. Yes. But they didn't do that. And it was just awkward because, like, she's they're beating up the husband and the kids are just ignoring it completely and she's just farting and being like, Oh, you can get him, I guess. Yeah, none of it made sense. It's really weird. And I guess so he grabs a remote control from her, jumps now back into the, the TV. Power. Now he has the power. Um, yep. Dear Lord, we got to wrap this up. Yeah, we do. Okay, so <laughs> it's... Um, he, he Eventually he manages to flip channels until he gets to that room where where they've gone live. Which is neat. I like the whole concept here. If they yeah. flesh it out, like I like the idea. And then once they get into that room, then since... The news is broadcasting that camera live. They're on the TV and everybody can see him. 
Yep. And now he can make his big move with the TV remote. He's like, aha. Where he pauses him because all TV remotes. Because television back, pauses. Back in this day, it does now. It does now. Uh, back, but back right. here, no, your television could not pause. No. You are t- you are t- and he's like, since you bought it a TV horse, you got to live by TV rules. But it's like. That's VCR remote rules, bro. <laughs> now you have to live by His the rules of this remote control. His brother's the VCR killer. <laughs> Not him. Shit, I thought you were the VCR guy. Oh, crap. <laughs> I thought you were the guy from that fucking VCR murder mystery that I rented. Um, nope. Okay, so he does. And this... So this whole thing is so Nothing stupid. makes sense. Aside from the fact that the remote wouldn't do these things. He assumes the remote works. It does. And then he reverses him and he slams him into walls. And this hurts Horace because his electrons are damaged by touching. He's an energy being. Yeah. Why does it hurt to hit a wall? Why doesn't he fly through the wall? I don't understand any of it. And it wouldn't make care. any sense to like that the fast forward would make him hit walls yep. or back. Nope. He never None did that. It. You're not. Re- it didn't already happen. You're not rewinding something that happened nope. to made it happen again. None of it. Like, nope. There it is. So frustrating. And then again, yeah, I made Freddy. Uh, So (sighs) Jonathan refuses to give in to his urge to kill Pinker, which is his character arc, I guess, or whatever. Sure. He's like, I'm not my father's son. I'm my. I learned. I learned something. I'm my own person. (laughs) I don't need it. I thought he was going to be like, you know, my father isn't. My father's the one that raised me. It's my father. It's you know, Don is my father. And he taught me, blah, blah, blah. He's like, no, fuck that guy that saved my life and, like, raised me. He's like, no, I'm my father. That's <laughs> what he said. Like, I'm my own grandpa. Fuck you. Which was... Really like, no, my real dad's Don. He's a cop. So, yeah, I'm totally going to kill you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm shutting off my body cam. <laughs> <laughs> and pulling out my <laughs> So, uh, so... <laughs> He's like, oh, it's three minutes to midnight. Looks like your time's almost up. And then Mitch Pileggi's like, I somehow know what time it is. And I somehow, this this matters? Like, Looks like your watch is wrong. It took a licking and isn't ticking. I don't understand it. Doesn't matter. <laughs> then he's like, anybody who's caught in this room will, will stay here forever. Okay. Why? Why? Don't know. Because okay. he says it. Uh, <sighs> and... So this whole thing is so muddy at the end because Rhino, I get it. Rhino's going to cut the power because the whole big giant scheme of the trench coat football team is going to the power plant and hitting one thing with a crowbar <laughs> once. And that's going to knock out everything sure. for the whole fucking city. But and that's going to trap the guy. But he's, uh, he's still alive afterwards. They, he even leaves and he's still yelling in there after the. There's multiple layers of problems with this. One of the other layers of problem is the fact that this is the real world. They jumped out of the TV into the real world. Correct. So they're not in a fake world, like he said. That's not, they're not inside the television version. They didn't jump into the camera. They no, they are on the TV world because this is being broadcast on TV. That's what the camera's doing. That camera is live to the station right now. Yes, but they also jumped out of the TV. So 
isn't there going to be an infinite recursive loop oh of my them? Gosh, man, this could like be a... literally like when you when you film a television. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The... Shouldn't there be an infinite number of them that literally explodes the space time continuum by making an infinite number of them pile up on the planet until all mass is basically consumed by making more At of them? At this point, just let it happen. Okay, I will. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. Um, <laughs> So it looks like something happened, uh, and the power goes out, and but, somehow but, that lets Pinker off the wall, and the remote control doesn't work because of that. I guess, and then and then and then what's his nuts puts his uh, girlfriend's necklace on the camera, and then jumps into the lens, but mm. Pinker can't follow because. The necklace is on the camera blocking his... Yes, and it's a good thing that is a fragile camera because, like, a normal camera would hit the ground and probably be okay. This one explodes. Yes. (laughs) For some reason. (laughs) uh, Like, literally, it should have fallen. The necklace should have fallen off. He should have just picked the camera up and jumped in. But, nope. (laughs) Yeah, he could have just, like... Yeah, he could have picked the camera up and just shook the necklace off. Shake it. the necklace off it. Yeah, yeah. He kicks the necklace with his foot, so it's not like he can't get oh, near it. Good just God. Shut up, movie. Shut up, movie. Uh, okay, and so he gets out. The TV in his house is broken and on fire when he gets back Cause, to the cause real he world. He flies out of the TV. And it the... explodes. Yep. And somehow Horace is in the exploded TV with the power off, and he's talking to he's him. He's yelling at him to come back into he's there. He's like, well, the second you turn on your TV, boy, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be waiting for you. <laughs> and then he points the remote control that was from another world at that TV and shuts off the exploded TV with the it, power it, it off. It turns the fire off. And it turns the fire <laughs> off. And he wanders out into the yard and all the power's off and people are just looking at the stars. So this entire movie was just a fucking touching grass, like, metaphor for people. Not, hey, man, this you're all too obsessed we'll with watching television. Power goes out. Uh, cue the funniest fucking entendre song I've ever heard in my life. I am the sword and you are the stone. Okay, the sword is his dick, obviously. <laughs> the stone is her vagina, which is insulting at best, oh, and also a, a rough fucking metaphor. But also, it also, to me, suggests that when you pull out, then you're rightfully king of England. So that's fucking nuts. <laughs> I don't know. And that's a weird metaphor. Uh, and that ends our movie. That's shocker. <laughs> I don't even think I got that far in the song board to stop it. I was like, I'm, I'm done. I am the sword. You are the stone. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. I mean, I thought I had heard some really bad cock rock metaphors for sex. I think I am the sword and you are the stone. Really, like, I don't think you can ever make another Kiss song after that. I know it wasn't Kiss, but I think. Soundtrack album at your local CD exchange. (laughs) Oh, CD exchange. Uh, I miss them. Just for you locals out there. Yeah, that's only for Portland locals. <laughs> it was a place that was in the 90s in the old port. Oh, guys. We are old. That was two fucking hours on the movie Shocker. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I had a blast. Uh, I hope you guys did too listening to us. I hope you made it all the way through. I can't imagine how you did. But if you did, congratulations. It's hard to make it through the whole movie sometimes. Sure is. Just watch the movie. Uh, man. Yeah, man. I, 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 I love this when I was a kid. Not a kid, but like I think I first saw this when I was like fourteen or fifteen, yeah. and I thought it was awesome. And uh, then revisiting it like ten years later, I was like, ah, I don't like this movie at all. And then revisiting it when you said it, it was just like, oh, okay, 
I did not hate this as much as I thought I was going to, but I don't like it either. Like, this movie came out in '88, right? Uh, I'm honestly not. I think it came out in '88. I feel like I saw this movie in the theater. I would have been 14. I don't know. <laughs> that seems unlikely. Yep. No, I rented this on video when I was in high school. I remember checking it out. Yeah. It seems unlikely that I saw it in the theater, but it's also possible because I know I saw, I know I saw a couple of Friday the Thirteenth in the theater nice. that I absolutely should not have, mm. uh, including uh, Jason Takes Manhattan, which I took a date to in Jason middle school. Rides a boat. <laughs> yes, Jason in Toronto <laughs> or Vancouver or wherever he is. <laughs> Uh, all right, that's yeah, it. That's shocker, man. We've got nothing else to say about this no, movie. No, we we've, we've said it all. Uh, I but would, I would, I would have loved to see what the world would be like if this was decent and it led to a franchise. And this, it would be a different world. We were watching Horace Pinker Ten. <laughs> oh man, I, it, I think that is a better world. We would have lost him for the X Files because he would have been too recognizable as yep. as the most famous movie killer, Horace Pinker. But uh, oh, I never got to say I love his jumpsuit too. I love the oh, orange with the great. checkered chest. It's it great. Looks so cool. And it's so funny because like I always thought that the best part of Mitch Pileggi, like watching the X Files, I always loved his. He looks like he's got that Jean Luc Picard. Like I'm a total nerd. Wearing glasses, you know, he yeah. has the horseshoe balding. So you're like, oh, he's unassuming like a math teacher. I was shocked when I found out that he was shocker. Like, Right, exactly. But then there are those there are those seasons of the X-Files where like later on when he's like helping them out and all that stuff. There are moments when he gets intense with somebody and you're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like he'll throw somebody up against a wall and you're like, oh, right. This guy's a fucking monster. Yep. <laughs> like, cool. So, yeah. Love him. I love Mitch Pileggi. I want him in more stuff. Uh, and yeah. And you know what else I want? I want people to shop at Coast City Comics. It's a really nice store. CoastCityComics.com. Please do it. Follow us at Coast City Comics as well. We, Buy stuff. We've been moving things around here left and right. We got the, the pinball arcade set up out back. Uh, oh, yeah. Come visit us. I mean, you can't but buy those things online, but you can buy cool t-shirts online. You can buy so much stuff online. So much stuff so online. And we're only we're putting more stuff up there every day. Every flipping day. There's so much. It's like my, it's basically my new job is just to list stuff on that on the website so my new job is lifting heavy things <laughs> yes so check it out please do that it's great and uh and we will see you next time follow us at coast city comics at uh funbox monster podcast yeah. and follow matt and i am at matt awkward vhs fiend and check out the video vagrants group on facebook and this week on uh on youtube every friday we do a movie watch party and this week we're doing little devils the birth oh boy and you can check out our episode on that to find out why you shouldn't watch it <laughs> but you should watch it you can hang out with me i'll talk to you i'm gonna watch it again okay that's fair all right and uh, next week, we're going to be doing uh, Maniac Cop 2. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because we are doing a uh, Cops and Robbers <laughs> Week uh, month thing this here. Is gonna, this so. is going to be tough for us to find another yeah, another. Uh, so another last week, we did Maniac Cop. Con- uh, this week, thing. we did a criminal. Uh, next week, we're going back to Cops. And uh, the week after that, we're going to If go, anybody uh, has a suggestion, yeah, throw it at give, us. Give, give, call, call now. Operators are standing by. Uh, yeah, we got to go find a criminal. And uh, we'll be back for that. And uh, yeah, it should be fun. All right. Have a lovely evening. We will see you next week. Peace. Bye. Bye.